0: Today on Ovius and Gillio, I'll I'll just apologize to North Carolina football fans. It it finally clicked with me. I now understand why you never trust this football team. Although, hey, maybe that's why you give us five stars on your favorite podcast platform. We can own our mistakes. Thanks to everybody who has rated us on their favorite podcast platforms. Thanks to everybody who has followed us on YouTube. And thanks to everybody who's purchased a t-shirt. If you haven't yet, we got hoodies. Check it out, breakingtea.com slash OG. Five stars only, positive vibes only. OG. 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 Oh yeah. OG. Oh, <laughs> Let's podcast alongside Joe Gilio. I'm Joe Ovias inside Eford Studios, downtown Raleigh. Thanks to Empire Properties and thanks to Copiers Plus. Check them out online at copiers plus.com. You, you like to say, Joe, you don't know what you don't know. And with Copiers Plus, you don't know how your print management, your document management could be eating into your costs at work. Help me save money, Drew. Yes, that's what Copiers Plus is all about. So you contact them at copiers plus.com. But what happens? When you do know and you still can't get your team to follow through on all the things that you said were going to happen, I'm talking about North Carolina, Joe. What's wild to me is normally when when there's an upset like this, and this was a huge upset. It was, yes. Virginia had one win this season. They had one win in nine ACC games under Tony Elliott before this game. Three. They were 24-point underdogs. Okay? This is a huge upset, all right? In games like this, you would have thought the the underdog got a block punt, a kickoff return, a pick six, a wonky fumble, Mm -hmm. or maybe they had a turnover and it was overturned because of a, a defensive penalty. Not one of those things happened in this football game. Virginia, so there's two, there's, two very distinct takes to take away from this game Mm -hmm. and they're both true. Mm -hmm. Okay. Number one, Virginia just simply outplayed North Carolina in this football game. Yes. Things I never would have thought in a million years. Tony Musket, the transfer from Monmouth was better than Drake may when this game mattered in the fourth quarter. Okay. Virginia just ran the ball down Carolina's throat, which is something that North Carolina has been able to do this season with Amari and Hampton. Yes. When it mattered. Yes. They, Virginia made all of the plays when it mattered. Not one bit of it was fluky and it actually should have been worse because Musket get a pick in the first mm-hmm. half in the end zone. And Mike Hollins had the in, uh, fumble through the end zone. So in what could have put this game really away. From it's Virginia. funny you mentioned that because you 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 mentioned how Virginia didn't get the breaks that are typically associated with an upset with like a this. huge upset like this. <laughs> North Carolina got all the breaks. And when they fumbled it out of the end zone, I thought to myself, all right, here's your, Here's where Carolina is going to pull this thing out and their blessed season will continue. And we'll see if the Georgia Tech game is the one that North Carolina can, you know, power through. And that's when we'll really get a sense of whether this season's about it or not. We talked about, I talked about this with Westerham last week. I did not expect the Virginia game to be the one that blew up in North Carolina's face. I said last week that it was the Georgia Tech game, a place where they've routinely had issues in Atlanta throughout their entirety of their football program. But as old school, and this is where I get to the apology. I want to apologize to North Carolina fans, football fans specifically, uh, because what happened against Virginia is what old school North Carolina football fans will tell you. No, no, no. The Cavaliers are always the ones that will give us an issue. I mean, remember when it was a big deal when they went to Charlottesville and actually won a road game because they had so many instances where even some of the worst Virginia squads would still find a way to beat North Carolina and all their talent. So I want to apologize to North Carolina fans because this Saturday it finally clicked for me. Because you know how it is with UNC and and football, and there's this attitude we've talked about it with Lauren Brownlow. We've had listeners point this out, like we're just waiting for the other shoe to drop. I know Chris over at Daggon Box Scores actually did a newsletter that was was titled exactly that. We're just waiting for the other shoe to drop when it comes to North Carolina football. And I think the reason why I never really. It never really clicked with me, is because I always saw the flaws in North Carolina. You know, a couple of years ago, the Sam Howell year, where there was this big breakthrough. I kept pointing out, y'all, the defense has to answer some questions, and until those, until the defense answers those questions, I cannot trust North Carolina. So I already went into the season going, I don't buy it. But this year, I bought it. Like as you should have I through bought the first it. six games, I bought it. Yeah. You know, like to to paraphrase, but Jones, I finally, I finally, I finally found myself on that narcotic. Okay. So, you know, shout out to uh, to Mav, a longtime UNC fan. We even tweeted that out. It's like, man, every time I think I'm off that narcotic, I find myself back on it. And here we are being disappointed in North Carolina football. So I thought this North Carolina team was a complete team. They had all the offensive weapons you could want. You've got Drake May, who's going to be playing on Sundays. And all I ever asked out of North Carolina was to play competent defense, which they had done up until this point. But man, like to your back to your original point. They just straight up got beat, and I was not expecting that on Saturday night, and I don't care about the lack of crowd, the energy. This is the difference between good seasons and great seasons, that you have to good team, great teams find ways to motivate themselves for the bigger picture, not, well, I'm going to get up for a Saturday night. You like to call it sunny day, right? North Carolina football is very sunny day. North Carolina's issues are never the games, like these big games. They can win big games. Mac Brown doesn't have a I can't win the big game problem. That's not the problem for North Carolina, Mac Brown. Their issue is they constantly find themselves. And this goes beyond Mac Brown too. They constantly find themselves unable to self-motivate when it's not all there for them. And that, that was a problem on Saturday night that Mac Brown talked about after the game Joe, Two takeaways. Yeah. Congratulations to Virginia. Oh, sure. Tony Elliott said after the game, there's not a team that deserves to win more than we do based on everything we've been to been through. But you don't always get what you deserve. You get what you earn. And I thought they earned the game on Saturday night. So that's the number one takeaway. Mm -hmm. The number two takeaway, though, is for North Carolina now. This is the fifth time in ACC play since the start of the 2020 season. The fifth time that they've been a double digit favorite and lost straight up lost. I'm not talking about the gambling line. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about against the spread. I'm saying they went on to a field where they were a 24 point favorite and lost outright to a team they should not in a game they should not have lost. Okay. Chris, put that these. is a coaching failure. Thank you. That is a coaching failure. Yes. All right. And I'm, I'm, I'm pointing this out because Mac Brown is an incredible recruiter. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible press conference salesman. All right. These are all things to be lauded for. You can collect talent, but ultimately, in football, you have to win games sometimes when you don't have your fastball. You have to win games when the sun isn't out. Yeah, man. And here's where this game was lost. And 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 to I, say, point but I say the, the, but the, I say the two thing. takeaways, Joe. I say the two takeaways because I didn't think this was Carolina didn't show up. It was 24-14 in the third quarter of the football game. Mm-hmm. They were there. They were alive, but they, they were thought, there. But they thought it was going to be easy. And then they thought it was going to be easy after. The they problem. thought Virginia was just going to go away. Virginia never went away. That is a classic North Carolina problem. And I can, I can, if Briola were sitting here right now, she actually, I was texting with her on Saturday night. She's like, they always do this. The minute they face some level of adversity or when the other team just doesn't go away, they don't know what to do. It is an easy issue. It's like, oh, okay, we're good. We put them away. We know what this team is They're a one-win team. They're going to go away, but they didn't. And again, that's a credit to Tony exactly. and this squad, but to, to wrap up the point on the double digit stuff and just how glaring this is, again, Chris over at dag on box sports had tweeted this out immediately after the game, Sixth time North Carolina's lost a game outright as a double digit favorite since the 2020 season. You pointed out five of those are ACC squads. Yeah. So obviously this year, a 23 and a half point favorite, they lose 31, uh, 27 Georgia tech last year, which again, was the big like what the hell were you doing Carolina? That was a 21 and a half point favorite. South Carolina, they were a 12 point favorite in 2021. They also they did that three times in 2021. The Florida State game where they were a 17 and a half point favorite and again at Georgia Tech as a 14 and a half point favorite and then back in 2020 as a 13 and a half point favorite. They ended up losing that one 31 to 28. But then you go a little bit further and you're thinking, "Oh, you know what? Hey man, it's college football. Weird things happen." Except, Not that, except that North Carolina has a proclivity to do this more so than other ACC teams, as you put out on the yellow pad stats for Saturday Road. Clemson has had this happen to them twice since 2020 uh, Duke this year, where they were a 12 and a half point favorite to open up the season. And then NC state back in 21, the big crossing of the Rubicon for Dave Thorn. And I got to tell you, there's a huge statistical difference between being a 10 and a half point favorite. Yes. And a 20. Yes. Four huge difference. Huge favorite. difference. Like the 12 and a half of the 10 and a half is more respect to Duke. Right? Sure. The 10 and a half is a little bit. Yeah. Hey, you know, that's a good state team, but we still think Clemson's is going to win. Yeah. No, this was as people have been kind of, I don't know, teasing us on social media. I thought you said it was a name-your-score game. I think that's what you said last week. You said it was yeah, a name-your-score yeah. game. North Carolina's had plenty of these. That's, that's what those double digits are, the, like the 24-point, the 21-and-a-half-point. Those are name-your-score games that they can't do. And you look at the rest of the ACC, and everybody else has that blip, has that blip. Usually against Georgia Tech. It's funny Shots how that to the yellow jackets, jackets, right? man. Five of their 11 it's it's wins for a start of the 2020 season have been as a double digit dog. And that's why this comment from Mac Brown after the game, I understand and also at the same point say there's something deeper here with North Carolina. Were there any signs that you saw something like this coming? No. Uh, other than every team in the country has one of these usually. And um, uh, fall break, the crowd wasn't as good as last week. Absolutely no hype about the game nobody's talking about the game uh, everybody said we were going to kill them uh, I mean there's so many boxes that you could check uh, but I, I thought we addressed it all week and I, I did we did everything we could do uh, until tonight I thought to get it where it needed to be we didn't somehow we missed the message so again that's Mac Brown after the game and he is right that this happens to every college football team in the country typically even the ones that go on to win national championships might have a game where they go, ah, oh, damn it, we got caught, right. Sometimes the pit super weapon happens to you, but you can still go on to win a national championship. Not five times in three years. Though. That's the that's the problem. That's the problem. So on a singular on a on a on a one game basis, totally get where yeah. Mac Brown's coming from. Absolutely understand where it's coming from. But I would love to know what the conversations are behind the scenes this week where it becomes a, why does this keep happening to us more so than other teams in the ACC? Why do we have six of these in the last Throw three years? South Carolina, one it was a bowl game. Fine, I don't, fine. So let's focus on the ACC portion yeah. of it. There's still, enough of them. There's it's, plenty it's, of them. So why does <laughs> this happen five times to teams that you should absolutely beat? And look, okay, you don't cover the spread, fine, but you should still beat them. Win the game. Win the game. Yeah. So ha- has there been some self-assessment as to, okay, we can check off all the boxes and tell the teams what they have to do, but why has it not been executed? Why does it keep happening? Is it the way that we're going about it, not connecting? Should we change it? Or is it a deeper problem in terms of recruiting types of players, X, Y, Z? I don't know the yeah. answer. And I want to say this. Like, I do not know the answer to it. I'm simply curious if there is a self-reflection taking this place this week, when it happens more often than not to North Carolina than it does other ACC schools. It's wild to me that the game went the way that it went, Mm -hmm. right? It's 24, 14 Carolina takes the lead. Virginia comes back on a, on a a drive. They score a touchdown on the next drive. They answer 11 of those players were runs 54 yards, Mm -hmm. like just ran it down. Carolina's throat scored when they had to score. Carolina takes a lead 27, 24. Then you get the Tony musket drive where he completes three passes for f- 57 yards. They take the game. Now Drake may has got three chances to win the football game. And I want you to tell me who this sounds like, because I think <laughs> I actually have the answer. Drake may has got three chances to win this football game. And, and I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that North Carolina has three chances That's to win fair. the football game, I, but I know what Drake you're saying. may has three chances to lead a drive to say, you know what? This isn't happening today. Mm-hmm. We're not losing this game today. Mm-hmm. 0 for 2 punt, 2 for 5, 62 yards. Turn the ball over on downs. 3 for 5 interception, 27 yards. So three possessions, he completes five of 12 passes for 89 yards with an interception. It's not good enough. That's not going to get you there. No. You know who that sounds like to me? <laughs> I think we finally found the answer. <laughs> I want, I want, I want, I want uh, the predator handshake. I, I think Drake May might be North Carolina's Philip Rivers. Okay. like He's going to be drafted really high. I think he's going to play in the NFL forever. I think he's going to be really good in the NFL.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And I think people will look back and go, yes, man, I love Drake May. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to look back and you're going to go, well, wait, why do we love Drake May? Well, his dad went there. His family, his brother went there. He was great. Put up great numbers. Shot. But what did he win? Eh. It was a feeling. It was a vibe. We like him. <laughs> well, he's got least, a great disposition. He talks shit about state. The one time about how you can't get into school, go to state the whole I mean, thing. Yada, least, yada, yada. At least Philip, La- at least Philip Rivers has the Gator Bowl, show. <laughs> he does. They got that 10 wins. He does last, last three years of Philip Rivers in ACC play. Yeah. NC state went 13 and 11. Yeah. Uh, at the risk of lumping Sam Howell in there with uh, Drake may right now. Cause we'll only see two years of Drake may Carolina's 12 and eight in ACC games with two years of May and one year of Hal, which is sixty percent of their wins, rivers fifty four percent of their wins. Yeah. I just think we're gonna look back in twenty and it's it's not a knock on Drake May. Again, no. we, we love to sit here and say, oh, they should win the game. They should do this. Quarterback should do that. You wanna be great. You wanna be about that life, be about that life, make the plays, win the football game. You 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 have to it has to be incumbent upon you to say Marvin Harrison Jr. on Saturday, I state plays Penn State. Mm. Give me the ball. Get out of the way. We're winning the football game. Sure. When you say what's Carolina's problem, I could name ten uh, U.N.C. basketball players right now who, as Roy would call them, tough little nuts. Yeah, or everyone else would call them dogs. Right, got that dog in them. Uh, right. Yeah. Who's the last dog who played football for Carolina? Mark that, Williams. That you go. Yeah, he was. Mark was, he was the last. That Switzer guy who was-, was too. No, Switzer no, no, no. no but in terms of in terms of a guy who, and much to Larry Fedora's chagrin. Marquise Williams is the last Carolina football player that I can think of off the top of my head that says, screw it. I'm going to go win a football game. We're not losing. You're, this you're, game. you're dragging my dead body off this field. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. So I think that's at the risk of oversimplifying. Yeah. Of course, as we always do. Of course, of course, that's what we do in this business. You look at it and you go, you tip your hat to Virginia because th- there was nothing fluky about that football game on Saturday. No, no, there wasn't. There really wasn't. However, it's not over, Joe. It's just one loss. It's just one loss, Joe. And there's still a path, Joe. They, they can still do it, right? Maybe. Here's what Mac Brown said after the game about being a, a one-loss team with still plenty of season left to go. Yeah, I'm really excited that we're 6-1 and one and that it's one of the best records that we've ever had at this school at this point, and I'm not going to let this ruin what we've got going. We've got a, a, a really good team that didn't play very well tonight. That's again, Mac Brown after the game. And, and he's right. I do agree with that. He is absolutely they have right. a team that did not play well. Mm-hmm. I now, agree. now, now the coaching staff's number one job is to not let this one loss Sure. compile. But you got to understand, like, just as I said, Phillip Rivers, like those teams, his, his last three teams had real chances. Like that league was wide open. Like, yeah. I, I think Florida State's pretty good. Uh, Duke fought with them for three quarters. We're and, actually and, going to get to that in a second. But I, I think Florida State's good, but they're not like end of the world good. But like, they're, they're doing one thing that you put on a yellow yeah. pad stat that other teams in the ACC are doing. But I think there's but a I deeper think conversation when you go about back, about again, game. if you're a State fan and you go back and you look at those years, you go, well, surely they, they won the debate. Well, there were no visions. No, nope. it's like, surely they won something. And you're like, nope, no, no. But, and, but why was like Florida State running super hot and all these other things? Nope. And no. Not really. Just they're, uh, they're okay. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those deals. And then you look at it and you go, "Well, what happened? Like, why didn't we take advantage of our opportunity?" And I think that's what this is about. Because mm. you mentioned Marquise Williams, and the last time North Carolina was really in a college football playoff conversation, in my opinion, they never were because they disqualified themselves by losing to South Carolina. Yeah, and their fans kept being like, "Well, if we beat Clemson, if 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 no, you disqualified yourself with that loss. This loss disqualifies North Carolina." As a, as a college football playoff contender. Agree. They could still win the ACC, something they haven't done since 1980, by but the way. But they're not in the college football playoff. But the, this loss, this game, disqualifies them from the college. There is no path for them to make the playoff anymore. But I thought losses didn't matter. It's in, your wins. In, in college basketball, oh, they don't matter. Oh, that's right. And it's just the opposite in college football.
1: Housekeeping.
0: I just wanted to clarify on that one. Uh, speaking of basketball, we're going to be at ACC tip-off on Wednesday of yes. this week. So a little bit of programming. Love note. our uh, our lineup. My yeah. Gosh. Yeah. We, I see both of my guys, Mike Young and Steve Forbes. Hold on a second. On that let list. Me, let me pull up the, let me pull up our list here because I. Just missing Bray and uh, Pastor. Well, who's to say Bray doesn't show up, you know, just to hang out, right? At hospitality. Josh I, definitely uh, might. <laughs> yeah, actually, we should text him. Hey, you, hey, you and Charlotte want Charlotte. to hang out? What up? Yeah, we're supposed to talk to John Shire, uh, Kevin Keats, Armando Baycott, Steve Forbes, uh, but also some of our basketball faves like Jeff Capel, uh, your guy Mike Young, Brad Brownell, uh, and others. Uh, Maybe we'll talk some whether or not Miami's a basketball school with Jim Lairnaga. Remind me to ask Brad Brownell about the Jack Clark Middlebrook's trade. (laughs) (laughs) I'll jot that down. So, yeah, so I bring up ACC tip-off for a couple reasons. One, we're going. That'll be a lot of fun. But our podcasting schedule will be gonna a little so you have to tell people they get upset when I, their I, routine I gets I altered. As somebody who loves a routine, I understand where people are coming from on this. So Wednesday's show is gonna be a little wonky and that it might come out a little bit later than it typically does. The goal is to to still get it on YouTube by two o'clock. The podcast itself might come out a come out a little bit later. Um, we still have to get the logistics of all that with the scheduling of the interviews and things like that. Thursday's podcast will be more of, hey, here are our conversations with Armando Baycott and Kevin Keats and John Shire and Steve Forbes, et cetera, et cetera. Thursday's our big four day. It will be our big four day on the podcast. Um, And speaking of, uh, of the fans of the podcast, an opportunity to hang out and, you know, tailgate. We've got the OG tailgate coming up. Not only do we have the OG tailgate, we now have tickets to give away exciting to this hockey game. This is November 7th. It's a Tuesday night. It is the Sabres at the Canes. Our wings are better than yours. My man, Ryan Malley wings over Raleigh wings over Chapel Hill wings over Greenville. We'll have wings at the OG tailgate. We'll have beverages at the OG tailgate. And now thanks to Hunter Morris, we will have tickets to give away. We'll have three winners. We'll give away three pairs of tickets. To the Canes and Sabres, the OG tailgate will be out in the lot there. You can't miss us. We'll have a table. We'll have the sign. The sign's coming out. Mm -hmm. Sign's going to Charlotte, too. It's going to be a busy week, for busy couple days for the sign. Do we have room for the sign? Sign's coming. In Charlotte? We always always have room for the sign. Because we don't have that much room at a card table in Charlotte. We'll dangle it. We'll dangle it above the ring like it's uh, uh, money in the bank. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's That's why we got it, Joe. That's why we got it. Fair enough. Fair so enough. OG tailgate what are we doing you're going to follow us on the instas yes follow us on the instas and then OG you're in? OG triangle media we're we're going to have a post okay Ooh. and that way we'll you know like the like the post make a comment we'll pick some people out love it very excited about that uh was very excited about uh, seeing some of the ring of fire pictures on the facebooks uh shout out to Matt Davis @sugarner.com 9197798277 or even easier just go to the oginsurance.com Matt Davis over at State Farm uh part of the community again here local actual in person and there might be chili involved okay so i just need to thank our people because one of matt's nicole Mm -hmm. works for matt gave away the game she comes up to me and she goes i just want to meet you i said hey how are you doing she's like i work for matt yeah so yeah she goes your audience is the best i told matt (laughs) more of that Please, yes, please. They're smart. They're not calling me up asking for stupid stuff. They're just like, hey, they call and they go, can how can I save money? Can you save money? She's like, they're the most realistic people I've ever dealt with. That's funny. She's like, thank you. I immediately went over to Matt. And I go, uh oh, she can't win the game, man. Got to extend that contract. But seriously, shouts to, uh, shouts to our listeners <laughs> yeah, no, that, and our that's, audience. That's, that's awesome. That's a great compliment. I love that. Unbelievable compliment the on Saturday. Endorsement. I love that. Um, no, but shouts to uh Matt and the Ring of Fire and, and the whole neighborhood there because yeah. they ended up raising $20,000. That's awesome. For the Community of Hope. That's so, awesome. Great, great work by Matt. And of course, if you want to save money, give Matt a call. Theoginsurance.com. Also, big thanks to Homefield Apparel. Check them out online at homefieldapparel.com. Use that promo code OG twenty three. My brother used the OG twenty three promo code and he ordered a sweater, which arrived while I was in Florida because uh, I was crashing with him while Caleb was at the Bands of America competition at in Orlando, Camping World Stadium in Orlando, luxurious Camping World Stadium, dude. In in swank downtown Orlando. Oh. Let's let's, that put, a hey show. let's let's put a pin in that let's put a pin in that please because yeah maybe at the end of the show i'll highlight my first ever visit to the <laughs> citrus bowl okay. oh okay. i didn't realize i have never, never been, been there. there i had never been there before i had no reason to go i've never had a reason to go to the citrus bowl well, i went uh, and stalked marvin austin at the yeah Senior Bowl or whatever I, it was called. I've got I, so I guess as a as a tease for later on the podcast, or if you see the timestamp, I'll give you my Bands of America review because I do have some listeners who are band parents yeah. who have gone through these things that were curious about my first ever Bands of America. But no, while I was there, my brother my brother has like an entire wardrobe of Homefield stuff. It's oh, that's hilarious. awesome. Uh, but one of the sweaters, an NC state sweater arrived that he'd use in the promo code. Now so He was trying to trigger that. me by keeping on uh, calling it that sweatshirt. There you go. I bought a Disney sweatshirt while I was there too. So Did anyway, you. use the promo code OG 23 again, that's OG 23. <laughs> Of our conversations about college football are brought to you by Wings Over. And as Joe mentioned, we are going to have the OG tailgate, and Wings Over is going to provide the wings for the OG tailgate next week. If you want to provide your own wings, again, go to Wings Over Raleigh, Wings Over Chapel Hill, Wings Over Greenville. That Raleigh location does have the free parking. Now, about college football, your top five AP top 25, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Florida State, Washington, all of those have to varying degrees issues that you might be like, "Mm, I don't know about you, but yeah, cool, whatever. There's no monster out there. There's no monster. There really is no monster. Which that means we pick UConn, right? Of course, they're going (laughs) to surprise. They're going to when there's no monster, take UConn. Florida State only basketball. Florida State to me is actually the most intriguing of the lack of monsters out there. Okay, and uh, I know that you had posted this on the Yellow Pad stats on social media about the fourth quarter point differentials for Florida State versus everybody else in the ACC. So you might have your questions about Florida State, but I'm looking for consistency now in the ACC. And the one thing that Florida State does consistently is put the hammer down when it matters, when crunch time matters, that fourth quarter. But I do wonder, as much as I want to chide Clemson and Dabo for his, we're just a couple plays away, and they're still just a couple plays away from not having three losses this year, Joe, which we'll get to in a second. I do wonder how that game would have gone had Riley Leonard not re-injured himself in this game. And props to the... like. I'm trying to be realistic about Riley Leonard and Duke the rest of the way. And I know the broadcasters on Saturday night rightfully said, this is just something that Duke is going to have to deal with and Riley Leonard's going to have to play through the rest of the year. That's always going to be in the back of their mind. Now, I don't worry about Riley Leonard having that mess with his ability to play because I thought he actually played really well, all things considered. Was he as... Quick. Was he as explosive as we've seen in the past before the injury? No. Yeah. We didn't get the Riley Leonard cheat code. We didn't get 50 that. Touchdown. However, you can still tell the difference between Riley yeah. Leonard, even at 80% versus, sure. and this is not a knock on Henry in the fourth dude. It's just that this team goes with Riley, man. And the defense balled. almost. I'm trying not to curse as much. They balled the hell out, man, balled out on Florida state made Florida state. Like they suffocated Florida state for about three quarters. And the game changed when he re-injured himself, and the defense could simply not keep up. I also thought that Florida State, I also thought that Duke, D- Duke has this, this tendency to have this really big moment where they can change the nature of the game, and then something happens, right? So it looked to me like Duke was going to put that game away early, and then Florida State breaks off a special team's wonder in what was a 98-yard kickoff return that put them right back in and that speaking game. Speaking of freebies. They just couldn't put them, they just couldn't put them away. And when you can't put them away and Riley Leonard gets hurt, it, to me, changed the nature of the game. This I, I'm not saying this as some sort of knock on Florida State because, again, the stats are the stats. But I do think that we cannot have an honest conversation about that loss for the Blue Devils without considering Riley Leonard's injury and how they're going to handle it going forward. Sure. I thought Duke's defense was outstanding. But again, they've been played great. This is another one of those examples where you can absolutely have two takeaways from this game and they can both be right. True. Duke's defense outstanding. Obviously not having Riley Leonard in the fourth quarter was a problem for Duke, Mm -hmm. but we've been guilty of this all year. Shouts to my guy in the Home Depot. (laughs) We want to talk about Drake May because I, I love it. You know me when I see things in person, I get I it changes me sure love to talk about drake may we love to talk about riley leonard i haven't seen jordan travis in person mm-hmm. it, he didn't play at state last year so that always changes the way that i look at a person right when i get a chance to see them with my own eyeballs jordan travis in this game is the is the reason florida state was able in the fourth quarter to outscore duke 21 nothing and was the reason they were able to assert themselves Duke had, goes, I love Elko going for it on the fourth down, even with Belin in the game. Yes. They have a chance to kick a field goal. Fine. I, I would have made it a six point game, but I, he said it after the game that that wasn't going to help us. Mm-hmm. We needed to make it a 10 point game, not a six point game. Totally agree. I like the call. It was actually a really good call. Um, it was actually pressure on Belin made an, he made a nice play just to get the ball off and give his give Calhoun a chance to make the catch. Timing was off. Florida State then goes 14 plays, 96 yards. On those 14 plays, Travis ran four times for 40 yards. Mm -hmm. We've talked before about the value of a Russell Wilson back in the day was extending a drive with his plays. Not necessarily a design run, but hey, it's third and seven, and you outrun eight different pros on Carolina's defense to extend a drive. Sometimes you just have to have moments like that. Jalen hurts last night against the dolphins. I thought it did a lot of that extending plays, making plays, extending drives when nothing was there. I think Travis did that. And I think it's time we, we tip our hat to Jordan Travis, another one of those 6th year quarterbacks in the ACC. And, and we're going to look back on these COVID years and be like, man, mm-hmm. there are some old ass players in college football. There are yes. Jordan Travis and Peyton Wilson right now would be my picks for offensive player of the year and defense player of the year. And it's not a mistake that they're both sixth year guys. I agree with you on the Peyton Wilson part of it. And are we a little biased because we watch mostly the triangle schools? Yeah, sure. But I do wonder if state's record is going to kind of, Oh, it will. It'll, he should have been the player of the year in 2020. It'll, and it'll eat into, yeah. it'll eat into the fact that oh, he's had, do a, you remember who was in 2020 uh, a Notre Dame player? Oh, yeah. The dumbest thing of all time. You know why that was the case, though, I I don't, actually. It was because, basically, everybody was trying to be nice to Notre Dame. Brian Kelly and and the the linebacker. I'm not going to butcher My family. No, I think the reason why they did that, including the ACC Network. The ACC Network even did a documentary about their one season in the ACC. Did they? Yes. That's funny. They did. They absolutely did. So, I feel like, to me... That was a year in which they were trying to woo Notre Dame into yeah. the ACC. Like, we'll even give you the Player of the Year and the Coach of the Year. Yeah. And of course, Notre Dame said, "Yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for the night out, but I'm I'm going home." Just to you continue mentioned the though. Florida State fan though, Chase. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. apparently, yes, uh, Chase. somebody <laughs> yelled at you at the Home Depot. Not in a bad way. Not in a bad way. <laughs> but it,
1: he's he's He like, did yeah. treat at us. He's like, whatever. yeah, he's like, hey
0: man, I, I want to get some love on the pod. Oh, okay, yep. cool. But I was the guy yelling at you at Home Depot. Yeah, explain what happened there. He had tweeted at us like, Hey, <laughs> is it okay now to to be like, Sure, like maybe we could talk about Far State? Because you jumped the gun a little bit and we're like, Carolina's the most complete team. And I was like, Well, of our teams, but no. I, did, I did not think that included Florida State. No, I, at the time, I still stand by what I said. Sure. And, I still stand by what I said. And that's fine. That's fine. Like yeah. the way Carolina had been playing in those first six games. Yes. I don't, I only had said, about Far State. And, the, but I want to okay. get back to one Florida State thing that, because Travis does get a lot of credit, mm-hmm. Jaheem Bell, I, I thought was a guy who made a big difference in this game. That's the tight end they got from South Carolina. Mm-hmm. And again, if you're a Florida State and you're swimming in those deep NIL waters, not only did they get Keanu Coleman who was a little bit quiet in this game. I thought Bell was a great pickup. I love the way that they use him. When teams blitz the shit out of you the way that Duke does, yeah. your tight ends and your running backs then become your quarterback's best friend. Bell eight catches 53 yards. That's a that's a wonderful luxury to have if you are Florida State. And again Florida State, tell me again why you can't compete because I'm very confused. <laughs> okay, that's yeah, that financially, is financially I should say. Tell me again why you can't compete financially cuz you have an NIL all-star team. They do, but they almost lost to Clemson earlier in they the They should year, have lost to Clemson. And they, they needed a football lost. miracle to be Clemson. And they did. But they and, got it. And that's why... And oh, maybe that's your point. about Max. like, there are games like that happen. There, Yeah, there are. But that also was a game in which you had two top-level ACC schools, sure. regardless of what you think about Clemson, with top-level talent going toe-to-toe. And the reason why I've... Florida State's funny to me in that I still stand by what I said about North Carolina being the most complete team. Because I've actually seen... up until this past weekend, North Carolina take care of business the way they should. Florida State hasn't, which gets back to that fourth quarter, at least when the money's on the table, they have found a way to to win. And the BC game was wonky too. It was was a weird game, and again, that's the red bandana game, Mm -hmm. and we know how Boston College plays their hearts out for those games. I get all that stuff, but I do find it just because North Carolina lost doesn't mean that what I had seen before what happened well, on doesn't Saturday change the didn't first count. Yeah. Okay. It it's not like it doesn't, it's all the sudden it actually it should. What it should do is it should make you more upset that they played the kind of game that they played on Saturday. Not that it invalidates everything that you had seen up until that point. Florida State. No, you just don't get the chances like that. You don't. Florida and just because you're going to go there with Florida State right now who probably will take advantage of their chance. Or ha- they have they in have. years past. They have. And I think it's there for them because at least they'll still find a way to win. And that gets back to the beginning of this conversation with there's no monster out there in college football. Right. Right. And right. they front-loaded their schedule. Yes. And now, basically, they get the pit super weapon on, the, on 11-4. They get Miami happened, at home though. 11-11. It's already happened, though. Um, and I will say about the NIL All-Stars, this is something to get to Clemson that Dabo is going to have to have a real, you know, heart to heart with himself about what he wants this program to be. Because Dabo spent all this time leading up to the Miami game about how they were just three plays away from being undefeated. That is such a loser's lament. It is. But it's also very Dabo sunshine all the time. All right. And I get where Dabo comes from. Dabo's very true to himself. Um, but this past five and six in their last 11 games against power five opponents. They've now had three losses, at least three losses in a season for three consecutive seasons. They're back to 2010 levels. Of course, this is what Dabo referenced after the loss to Miami, where he felt the frustrations of 2010 and that they find themselves in these games, but they just can't power through. You know what the difference is? Talent, man. Talent will cover up a lot of deficiencies in how you go about trying to win football games. And when you were when you were out, talenting everybody, when you had a Trevor Lawrence, when you had Deshaun Watson, you were able to just outclass everybody else in the ACC. Florida State has upped their game. You see the difference there, right? And Dabo has to think, all right, how do I get back to where Clemson was talent-wise in a world where a transfer can completely change the nature of how you go about winning? And it's not just wholesale changes to the transfer portal, right? We talked to Mike Elko what last week, two weeks ago. Uh, it was before the NC state came and he pushed back on this idea that Duke wasn't active in the transfer portal. They just identified what they needed and they went out and mm-hmm. got what they needed. So Clemson needs to at least go in that direction. We're not asking you to go Lincoln Riley. Cause you see how that's working out for him. We're not asking you to go Dion. All we're asking you to do is get with the freaking times. And if you feel like you're not, at the level where you should be at the wide receiver group, if you're not at the level where you feel you should be at the quarterback, which how many times are you going to throw Cade Klubnick under the bus, man? This is now this is now a couple weeks now. Actually, it was after the Florida State game and the two overtime losses. And that's the thing about Clemson. They got two overtime losses and some, some plays they'd like back in the Duke game. So I'm on board to an extent with Dabo as to you know, where they could be, but where I disagree with him is that it's not – some sort of execution problem or whatever. It's a talent problem at Clemson. They're just not at the level they used to be. So those games in which you could pull it out. Sure. You need, they're an not race. there. You need an eraser. They don't have them. Yeah. They don't have them right now. What a fascinating game on Saturday. No Tyler in Raleigh. Dike, by the way, what a fascinating game Yeah, in, in Raleigh it on won't be. Saturday. No, it won't be. <laughs> you know why it won't be? Why? There's two things that Clemson does. Yeah, there's we haven't seen that boy likes, to, likes to bring it for the wolves. Yes. So there's he two things. does. There's two he things does. that Clemson does. First one is just that. Yeah. He absolutely loves making Dave Doran's life miserable. Yes. They might be boys off the field, but on the field, he loves to stick it to the Wolfpack. He might get some he might derive pleasure of the lament that comes from Wolfpack fans. that We just can't get over them. Oh, my goodness. Right. I, I mean, you got the wolf blood. There's a 40 carry Wolfblood game out there at some point. No, I just, I just think it's gonna be an interesting game. I do not think Clemson's that much better than NC It doesn't State. matter. It doesn't matter because Clemson usually has a little something-something for the Wolfpack. And the one thing that you and I have referenced, but I don't know if we've seen it yet, Clemson still has a game in the course of the ACC. Sure. Hey, we're still Clemson. We're still Clemson. Have we seen it yet? Everybody plays the Super Bowl. Was this is Super Bowl, man. Was it was dude I, up, the, the Clemson you. game? The Clemson game has been NC State Super Bowl for several years. No, 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 no. You're saying this year no, no, is the Super no. Bowl? My my theory, my Super Bowl theory is everyone plays it. Everyone has a game where everything goes right for you, of course, where you look good, where you're finally feeling it in your plums, and you're bringing the juice sure, to the market. Sure, sure, like sure. you have a game. Not it's not like. People how misinterpret Super Bowl with like yeah, I know OECU oh, only cares about playing Caroliners. Or... No, 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 it's not that. That's not where you to, It's at. like the stars align, and right. for State, the stars usually align when people tell them that they suck, which everyone is telling them after they lost to Duke, and it usually comes after a week off, which they just got, and it usually comes at home when they're in the confines of Carter Friendly Stadium, where it's like, oh look, mm-hmm. look at all these people around here. They're actually pumped and juiced into this thing, right? I'm not saying, and you know, just because you play in the Super Bowl doesn't mean you win it. This is true, which gets to my question about Florida <laughs> State and the worst old Clemson game in the ACC. Was the Florida State game I, that game? It probably was. It's not going to be the North Carolina game? Probably not. I think okay. Carolina just had their stumble. I, I would, don't think so. I would well, I, don't, I mean, I don't think Carolina can like run the table or anything like that now, but I, I, yeah. Carolina's talent is such, like you just said, sometimes you have to have an eraser. And I, you know, when you play Clemson, you're, You're not going to be a double-digit favorite, first of all. And second of all, you're going to be like, hey, look, the lights are on. (laughs) It's a sunny day. A couple other college football notes. We just did the Michigan cheating thing just kind of like I I get that I was a little out of pocket this weekend with the Bands of America thing. And, you know, I was hanging out with my brother, went to Disney World and all that stuff. I didn't they didn't just completely gloss over the whole. They had a guy on staff. Somebody kind of succinctly put this one for me. Well first of all it's kind of like who cares. So he's like a former marine who's on the staff and he's like eating tape all day uh, and whatever. he was People he knew, was yeah. he was illegally scouting the question we is that they like, have somebody go in person to try to steal signs. Okay. Which is different I don't know how but it's different than actually watching tape of a game. Now, understand that well at least my understanding is that this guy at Michigan that the NCAA wants to investigate and they like want his computer or something like that. Good luck in CAA. <laughs> what power do you have Whatever to get a computer? You're not the FBI. So it, it, he was watching TV feeds to be able to steal signs. Not in person. Not in person. Oh, He was watching TV feeds to do this kind of stuff. Well, and that's his gamesmanship. That. I mean, that's your job. It's called scouting. I get that part. I mean, Clemson, by the way, that's another thing about Clemson. Is it lost on anybody that Brent Venables leaves? And Brent Venables had a huge this massive reputation as a sign stealer sure and now that he's gone Clemson might not have that extra edge when in crunch time when you don't know what's coming right oh, Brent Venables. of course it didn't matter in the michigan michigan state game and of course it could, you know the biggest biggest thing that came out of that michigan michigan state game was some guy who runs the scoreboard decided to fire up a youtube quiz channel and they inadvertently played a quiz question that was hey where was adolf hitler uh, born wasn't really that. It was like the picture of Hitler made it seem like he was like a Hollywood star. Like it, was it was super it was glorifying. Strange, right? It was like two questions about, well, what color is this? And, well, yeah. Oh, and oh, it, oh, what color is the, the question? I sent you sent me the clip. You sent me the clip <laughs> and I watched it. And, I, and, the, and the question before the Hitler question was something about the rainbow. What, <laughs> no. What color was Spock's blood? blood. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then they went to Hitler. Never go Hitler. Just no. Even if it's a quiz channel, stupid. It's totally stupid. Well, but Michigan, this whole thing, this oh. this whole persecution complex thing, is setting up for Michigan to win the national championship, which I've been calling for weeks now. Yeah, the, and then you know, the they're gonna be there, and you go, "Oh, he was suspended. Yeah, oh, he was cheating." Yeah, yeah. There's big Goodell, yeah, Belichick vibes to this thing. Yeah. Like, meanwhile, uh, shout out to James Franklin, who still can't get over. And uh, Lincoln Riley yeah. still can't get over Utah three years in a row now. We called those last week, man. <sighs> called those last week. Ohio we, State over Penn State. I, I honestly thought Penn State had a chance. And it's weird. Ohio State has completely flipped their identity. Shouts to Jim Knowles. Mm-hmm. to former Duke defense coordinator has really become, um, giving them a, a different look and feel this year that, that some people are struggling with. But the truth of the matter is Marvin Harrison Jr. won that football game for Ohio State. Off the charts. I mean... And sometimes that happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. got, they got an eraser. Yeah. They got someone who says, hey, man, we ain't losing today. And, and I think that's what you see uh, the difference between Penn State and Ohio State. Big thanks to Hometown Realty for sponsoring Ovius and Jillio. Check them out online at myhtr.com. They make it really, really simple for you. Buy, sell. They got the mortgage calculator. And what we know about this area, I was actually talking to my brother about it, about affordability in the area. Housing, the, the, the housing market right now is is still hot, all things considered, interest rates aside and everything else. So the key here is to just not give up value. Like, don't take some sort of guaranteed offer. Get what your house is absolutely worth. And that's where the agents, the brokers at Hometown Realty come through. This is also where we talk about expertise from the triangle to the coast. You realize more than 60% of their business is new construction. Mm. And I get it. You look around, you're like, oh, Joe, there's a new house up. <laughs> it's changing, my friend. It is. So You want to have the right ins. Barry Woodard's group, they have those ins. It's their expertise that makes this thing go. And of course, the simplicity of myhtr.com. Also, big thanks to Whitaker and Hamer. You might be going to closing. Whitaker and Hamer can handle that for you. Uh, check them out, wh.lawyer. By the way, as I'm reading, even my brother said, man, that's a great website, wh.lawyer. Right? I mean, because yeah, I got on my brother's car and he's listening to the podcast. He's like, you know, I'm just supporting my brother. But he listens to us at 1.25 speed. Yeah. Aaron Beard listens to 1.5. I think that it gave it made me anxious. Did it? It made me anxious listening to the podcast back at that. The speed. youths. How old is your brother? He's 28. There you go. The youths love two things. Podcasts and bourbon. Yeah, but Beard's not a youth. So what's his issue? No, Beard's just beard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, check him out. W- He's the guy H. in the car a lot. <laughs> yeah, he is.
1: What's up next? What's up next?
0: Over to the NFL. The Panthers did not play, so they could not hurt you, Panthers fans. And I'm here to start the week off with positive vibes ahead of their game against Houston, against C.J. Stroud, the referendum bowl between Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud. Oh, Oh, people can't wait for this one. But I'm going to give the Carolina Panthers credit for once. Okay. So this could be a new segment. (laughs) Joe and Joe give the Panthers credit for once. I want to give the Panthers. Find something nice to say about the Panthers, I I want to give the Panthers credit for not going after Derek Carr as a free agent quarterback. The Derek Carr experiment in New Orleans seems to be blowing up. Okay. And Derek Carr got sympathy when he was with the Raiders because your head coach is Josh McDaniels. And remember, Derek Carr wore it, man. Like, but wore he also it was sleeve. like duct tape and bubblegum the year with the uh <laughs> Basu. No, what was the oh uh, basachi Basace on yes. the floor. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, was it Rick basachi <laughs> Was that the, the head coach's name? The interim coach's name? He kept not no, no, let's be be fair here, we both said at the time, you know what? Go to get Derek Carr wouldn't be a bad deal. I agree. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you I was wrong about okay, that. Okay, so was I because I, cause cause I thought uh, he would have been fine. Because he's not fine in New Orleans. And Thursday night, they they have instances where Derek Carr is showing his frustration. And he had this clip that went viral where he's blowing up at Olave. Uh, and then after the game, he did the one thing quarterbacks cannot do. One mm. thing that Bryce Young will never do in his word salad. He did not take ownership for all of the issues. He simply, he did a, and I'm paraphrasing here. Y'all need to talk to them about some of the stuff they were doing. That was frustrating me. Like, ooh, okay. And he rightfully got ripped by the likes of Mike Florio, ProFootballTalk.com and other places about, hey man, you better repair that in the locker room because your team can turn on you real quick. And the Saints. I'm not sure you could put the toothpaste back. In you might not be able to. Tube. You might not be able to, but that's on, that's on Derek Carr and the Saints to figure out. He, going went, forward. he went full Jillio. Never go full Jillio. Never go full Jillio. You've been there for 20 years. Yeah. <laughs> never do that. If You're there for 20 years. If you're at the Raiders, like you could go full Jillio with the Raiders. You could. And again, Josh McDaniels is <laughs> the coach and nobody likes Josh then McDaniels. all of a sudden you go to the Saints, and they're looking at you like, What's okay, shit? no, no, buddy. That shit might've worked with the not with here. the Raiders. Not here. You don't not have here. that here. And I also want to give the Panthers credit, this might be a bit of a stretch, but I want to give the Panthers credit <laughs> for not giving Deshaun Watson the contract he wanted. Okay. That was the Browns who did that. Because if you remember the, report, I don't even know if it was what he wanted. They they went so far over the top, maybe. even of the market value, maybe, but I, look, I, I mean, I, I'll just, take it. Obviously. I'm just trying to give the Panthers credit. But you'll remember okay. that they that desperately wanted Deshaun Watson. David Tepper wanted Deshaun Watson badly, <laughs> super thirsty. Do you for know why? Why? And I, I, we'll give him credit here. We'll, we'll keep working on this. Okay. All right. Because at this. the time, Deshaun Watson was a distressed asset. He was. He loves distressed Love assets. Him. But he was going to overpay for said distressed assets. that's where it becomes a problem. Until. No, Watson told him straight up. He didn't want to play for them. So do I not give him credit? I mean, I mean well, while sure. we're 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 we're, we're retconning this list, but I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure if the Panthers <laughs> gave Deshaun Watson the the contract, the, market that the Browns value. did, oh oh, then he would have played for the Panthers.
1: Uh, yeah, right? I
0: mean, I think if, if anyone gave you that contract, you would go, you'd be like, okay, okay, cool. fine. Right? So the Browns might actually have signed the worst contract in NFL history. It's and entirely possible. But who keeps leading them to wins? Get ready <laughs> with the defense. <laughs> not I know P.J. Walker's the quarterback. No, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't do this. Yes, P.J. Walker is the quarterback of record. And I can't even name the guy in Chicago that they now want. Bagent, Bagent. Right? Yes, he's the guy that they're going to turn into Brock Purdy 2.0. All this in Chicago. Like, come on, y'all. Hey, man, if you can play, they'll find you. Shepherd, come on, Shepherd College. No, dude, like that's not, no. We're not doing that. <laughs> we're just we're not doing. That. I'm just pointing out the irony that it was a former oh, Panthers okay. quarterback who right. you're trying. To. Fine, that is funny that PJ Walker so, is the quarterback. Of the XFL Mahomes counterpoint is the guy who happens to be the quarterback of record for these Browns wins, but it's the defense that's getting them over yeah. the top and. Deshaun Watson, you know, fall, you know, he gets, he's out of the game with his shoulder. He didn't play the last two weeks because of his shoulder, and it's like he's done, n- done, he's done. He came back last year, he wasn't any good, he's and people done. were like, "Oh no, he'll be better this year." Now he's he's not good this year. It's not magically coming back. He's for the last him. three more years on that contract. Yeah, they'll have to pay him and move it along, probably. <laughs> um, okay. Well, while you're while we're workshopping this bit here, <laughs> and give you the pay pay on this. How about this though? Uh, there were there. Were, yes, we were both on board. For Derek Carr, yes, we were. right, and we were wrong, right? Yeah. Like it, sometimes we'll you put a guy it, in a new spot. Own it. Um, the best quarterback in the NFL this week was Lamar Jackson, and he was definitely our first choice for all of these teams to be like, "Oh, really? You have a top ten pick? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, really? You have draft capital that you want to be giving mm-hmm. away? Oh, really? You want to give away DJ Moore? <laughs> and Maybe all- go get him. Maybe go get the MVP <laughs> of the. But he's got injury concerns. Mm. Does he? Does he? Mm. Or was he just trying to get paid? Okay. Or is he like really, really talented, you know, in a racer? So, are we, are we done with the bit about giving the Panthers credit? Because uh, yeah, I, wanna... I think I just ended it by okay. saying they should have. Okay. They still made a to, mistake. To double down on the mistake, <laughs> this is where we get back into the frustration in Panthers land. And anytime we talk about the Panthers, it's brought to you by Graffiti. Check them out, downtown Cary. Uh, they had great Miller Light specials this past mm. weekend, more specials upcoming. And of course, break even night for Bourbon on Tuesdays. I ain't talking my language with Miller Light. Do you see yeah. who's atop the NFC South? NFC, yeah. NFC South. NFC South. Um, is it West Durham's Atlanta Falcons? It would be West Durham's Atlanta Falcons at four and three. They sit atop (laughs) four and three. Yes. Like we talked about, this wasn't about being right, being a monster, right? This was about going nine and eight and winning the division. So while we can admit we were wrong about the Derek Carr part, we can tell you, we were right about the state of the NFC South and what it was going to take to win it. And the Atlanta Falcons find themselves atop the division with no quarterback. Desmond Ritter is a stopgap to whatever it is they want to do going forward when they have all the other toys with them, including B. John Robinson. Or wait a minute, maybe they don't have Bijan Robinson. We'll get to that in a second because I got questions. Buccaneers are at three and three. Saints are at three and four, as we mentioned with Derek Carr. And here are the Panthers at zero and six. Had they just been, had the Panthers just been competent, they might find themselves in the mix. The reason why people like me and you and others thought, "Hey, man, it's there for them." to win the NFC South because this is a rebuilding year in the division. Yes. There is nobody out there that should scare you. There's nobody out there that if you can't get your shit together, you can't find yourself in the mix. Yeah, that premise remains the same. <laughs> it remains the same with the exception of the Carolina Panthers who are completely out of it at 0-6. So that's where the frustration comes in because as the season goes on and you see the, NF- you see the NFC South being just kind of mid and Desmond Ritter is your QB of record for the Falcons atop, you think to yourself, man, had we just gotten this right, man, the injuries on the defensive side of the ball for the Carolina Panthers, I think to me are the buried lead for why this season has gone the way that it's gone outside of what's happened with the offense. They're decimated on the defensive, the defensive side of things like that. And then, of course, the offensive line regression. Well, changing schemes probably wasn't a great probably idea defense. on defense either. But. About Bijan Robinson. Apparently he had a headache. Okay. So he didn't play in the first half. I think he only had like six. He was only on the field like six or seven times. That probably would have been useful for my Tyler Algier fantasy. So information. Th- this is where you and I have a difference. So I'm waiting at the airport to fly back. What you looking for? <laughs> Missing something? Oh, you need your 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 next killing you. Which you probably I could have used some of that at Disney World, by the way. Anyway. I'm scrolling, scrolling threads and I'm seeing all, I'm seeing like the NFL people that I've started to follow on threads complaining about what's going on in Atlanta and what's going on with B. John Robinson, or whatever. I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, was it not in the injury report? Oh, that's the problem. Apparently, there was no day to day. He could be limited. There was nothing in the NFL injury report that would lead you to believe that Bijan Robinson wasn't playing. I forgot who the NFL insider was, who had tweeted out, uh, is Arthur Smith playing against B. John Robinson in fantasy this week? Is that why he's not getting any touches? And I guess this is just another reminder of where I go, you know what? Not playing fantasy sports isn't the worst thing in the world for me, because it doesn't warp my brain, and I start having this freak out. There has been so much digital ink spilled about what the Falcons did with B. John Robinson, who apparently had a headache. They kicked three field goals they won 116, 13. They're four and three. They're in first place in the division. Amazing, right? You can't make this Amazing. Up, Meanwhile, you have the Kansas City Chiefs and the Eagles establishing themselves once again to be the class of the NFL for different reasons altogether. I would love to have Cam Newton on this podcast right now. Why? I would promise you if he watched that game last night, he saw the ghost leaving Jalen hurts body. He saw the eighth, ninth and 10th seasons of his career leaving mm. the soul of Jalen hurts. Cause we should applaud Jalen hurts for, for gutting it out and doing all of those things that we love to, you know, compliment players for speaking of this tie to the headache thing. Right. Yeah. Jalen hurts had no business playing in that football game last night. No none and hey man he wanted to win you do it for your team you do it for your teammates i i get all of that but what would you rather have jalen hurts primed and ready in in january or jalen hurts picking up a win over the dolphins on a sunday night game in october in january but that was cam newton hurts is newton to me yep big guy basically a running back playing the quarterback position who then began to figure some things out Because he was able to set people up with his legs The way that he was Hertz was laboring Like it was obvious in the first half Of that football game that he was not Right Mm -hmm. And not one person from the Eagles was like Hey uh Maybe you should be out there. Maybe, maybe we should try something else here. Like, is this game really? I mean, I get you just lost to the jets. That's the reason but why think about how great the Eagles defense is. They have all these other things that they have going on. I think like last I, night, I was, last, I watched that game and I was unnervous. I had RG three vibes from it. I'm sure Cam Newton, as we've talked about was spectacular hall of fame player, but it was for eight seasons mm-hmm. or nine seasons. Whereas Tom Brady played for 20. Yeah. Well, they, They played the same position in very different styles, very different players. And as long as the Eagles are square, I don't want to hear this in four or five years about, well, Jalen Hurts was just Jalen Hurts. No, 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 no. He's pouring it out for you. Yeah, And he is literally taking years off of his career. Mm -hmm. But you mentioned the defense. The defense is the reason why the Eagles are a contender. The defense is the reason why they knocked Miami off schedule. And in watching that game last night, as much as, I've enj- as, I- as I have enjoyed the Miami Dolphins season and as much as I enjoy Mike McDaniel and a breath of fresh air in terms of what he's trying to do offensively and also just his demeanor, how he answers questions and how he carries himself. I love all that stuff. He doesn't seem like he takes himself all that seriously. He's willing to have fun with this stuff. Now, do this for 10 years and come back to me and then you're an old curmudgeon like Bill Belichick, which we'll get to in a second. But I figured out that the Miami Dolphins are an exotic car. Okay. All right. Everybody, so? everybody that I've ever known who has an exotic car loves it. When everything is finely tuned and it's in the best conditions, oh, I'm taking this thing out to the ring. I'm taking this thing out, you know, whatever, but all it takes is like one little instance to throw the entire thing off. And it's going to cost you a lot of money to fix. You go in for an oil change. And you come to find out, Oh yeah, by the way, you got this thing leaking. Uh, you know the 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 torque bar. Anyway, I'm not a I'm not a car guy, but you get what I'm saying. I'm just throwing out terms now. I'm not a car guy in any I, shape. Really, or form. Joe? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm, The torque bar. Was I don't know. First. I'm the clue. Whole, actually, you know, I'm sitting here going like, what were the terms that? Oh, the the flywheel. I'm going through all of my Forza Motorsport and Gran Turismo <laughs> tweaks in my head to see if I know what the hell I'm talking about with a car. But you get my point. You get my point, right? They're an exotic car. <laughs> so the Dolphins, well, you know, they are missing Jalen Wall for two for two quarters. Okay, but it's the run game that's really been the difference maker for the Dolphins this year. Yeah, well, you know, they were missing an offensive line. Yeah, but the Eagles give them credit in that they knocked you off schedule. They made it so your torque bar needed to be fixed. Okay, the Dolphins are eight and twenty. The, the Dolphins record is based on teams that are combined eight and twenty five. This season. Now that's good enough to get you're, you. You're that's, saying they're Matt ruling this thing. That's that's good. No, I'm saying they're will be the bad teams. Yeah, they're, they are patriating this right now. Okay. In the AFC East. Oh, oh because oh, oh, the oh, oh. AFC East, even though they get beat by the bills earlier, they got smoked by the bills. The AFC East is a shell of itself and the Miami dolphins can still win the division because of that fact. Okay. Sure. Much like look, I'm talking about winning the division. I'm not talking about playoff success. That's a completely different thing. But a good chunk of the Patriots dynasty with Tom Brady was the fact that they were feasting on a terrible Mm -hmm. division that never challenged them. They were always Mm -hmm. chasing the Patriots. It's been the inverse now. The Dolphins are now the top dog with all the fun toys and the coach that everybody loves and everything else. And everybody else is going through it. The Bills are hot. The Bills are hot garbage. The Bills have regressed back to the mean. Yes. Josh Allen and the way he plays while it can be fun, and it can help you. He plays way too YOLO for you to believe and buy into the Bills. And defensively, they've also fallen off. The Jets are a joke, and they will remain a joke. Why are we mad at the Jets? They, they're they 3-3. and three. They just beat the Eagles. Because the reason why I think the Jets are a joke is that all of this is setting themselves up for Aaron Rodgers to then snatch a season away from them. I'm telling you, man. That's By the way, you know, joke, you, know, you, know what, you know, what my favorite new conspiracy Aaron theory Rogers is? Aaron Rodgers might be a joke, you know but new, aren't a joke. You know what my favorite conspiracy theory is now about Aaron Rodgers? No. That his injury was actually not as bad as they made you believe. They, this is all setting up so he can make this dramatic return back. and be like, my God, we've never seen anything like this! No, nah, you weren't as hurt as uh, people thought you were hurt. And of course, you got the Patriots. Who didn't win this weekend? Well, The Dolphins are the Rams. The Rams did win the Super Bowl. Yeah, with, that's no. the greatest show on no, turf. No, 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 no. Dolphins are. I get what you're saying. Yeah, in terms of offensive production. Yeah, but that Rams team was a much more complete team. A much more complete team. How many hall of How many hall of famers are on this Dolphin squad? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, the Rams should have one more. They should, <laughs> shout out to Tory Holt. <laughs> I mean, also, the Rams, Rams had a good defense. Historically, no, the Rams defense did win an NFC championship game for them against Tampa in a game that got ugly. Yeah. But that's that intimates that you think the Dolphins can't win they an ugly can't. game. That's exactly what I'm saying. They cannot win an ugly game. But we don't know that from what we've seen so far. Like the way that they played oh, against what the Bills. No from the what way I've that seen. they played against the Bills in the playoffs last year no. on, when it was not a Sunday day and they did not have their quarterback. That suggested to me that they're more than just the greatest show on turf part no. two. They, to me, they, they don't know how to win ugly. Straight up, they don't know okay. how to win ugly. I think, once... I think you're overreacting mm-hmm. to the Dolphins missing A-chain and Waddle for half of a game. No, I'm not. I don't mind the analogy. I, I think you're right. When they run hot, you're like, wow, that thing's amazing. Mm-hmm. But I think last night, it was a hornet's nest last night. Yeah, I know they had because the Eagles coming off that, a dumb loss, again, coming that, back home. By the way, and, and procedural hurts. Procedural. They had ten procedural penalties last yeah, night. Too. Now that that's no good. That's okay. no bueno. That's another that's point no to bueno. my example yeah. about how this team, if things are conditions are not perfect for them, they have a hard time getting sure. over that. And all of a sudden, you go into as you mentioned the Hornets' nest, and suddenly you you can't run your offense because it's too loud. Come on, y'all. Nah, that ain't, I'm not buying that. I'm just not, I'm not buying that with the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to be in the Super Bowl. No, no. We're setting up for Kansas City Eagles. That's what we're setting up for. Wow. Because what we saw from the Kansas City. Can we just f- see that? I yeah, know. We're going to see it again. We're getting the, the Cowboys bills run it back. We're getting again. A couple reasons why. There's football field things. What do you want to things- bet? Um, <laughs> something good? Well, we are approaching. Now we're approaching 5,000 subscribers on YouTube. I was going to have you like do something ridiculous. Um, actually, I know what the bet's going to be. Okay. I can't bet anymore. No, or... <laughs> no, 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 no. So we get this, we get the Super Bowl, we get the Eagles and the Chiefs again. You're going to come to the fair with me next year and you're gonna actually going to go on the wild mouse ride. No. Yes. That's the bet. No. What do you want me to do? I'm not doing a physical challenge. I want to, that's I want you on a fair ride <laughs> being injured. That's What's not- the worst that could happen. Exactly. <laughs> We'll figure this out. Okay. But here's the reason why the Chiefs are, are going to be in the Super Bowl again. Mm. They know how to win ugly. Seduced. They know how to win ugly. Seduced. Was this, uh, Who's this wide receiver who's coming up? Was it Rishi Smith? He's coming up. They got Travis Kelsey, who's got the Gronk vibes now. Oh, boy. All right. And you still have Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback that you thought couldn't function without Tyreek Hill. Yep. You know what, Tua Tungavailoa hasn't proven to me? that he can't function without all of his toys, all right? Patrick, McComb, Patrick Mahomes still finds ways to win even without the toys. But there's another reason why I think the Chiefs are going to get back to the Super Bowl. Oh, which, by the way, look at all the things that their division mates tried to do to catch them. Mm-hmm. Me, sit, think about this. I, yeah. Think of all it's the, the things that the they've ASC's. done. <laughs> yes. We're going to get all better. Years. We, we got the Herbert Hive. We got yeah. this. We got Denver just throwing money at problems. We got the Raiders in their own shit. And the Kansas City Chiefs still sit atop, not just their division, but the NFL. But there's another reason why I do think the Kansas City Chiefs are going to get by to the Super Bowl. This is a stat they put up on CBS. I was on the plane watching this game and I caught this. Taylor Swift was in the house last night mm. for yesterday afternoon. And the CBS graphic was, you belong with TE. By the way, shout out to National Tight Ends Day. That was yesterday. Love a tight end. You belong with T.E. That's a song reference. Mm-hmm. You belong with me. With Taylor Swift in attendance. Oh, boy. 99 yards per game. Left to his own devices, which is a reference to antihero. That's a line in the song antihero. 46 and a half. So there is. She's been to, I think, three out of the last five games, if I had that right. So when she's in the building, Travis Kelsey plays out, balls out. When she's not there, drops off a little bit. Let's get back to. And look, man. I'm not saying Taylor Swift is a witch. I'm just saying there are some witch vibes. And she's into numerology. I mean, she's dropping this new... She's dropping the Taylor's version of 1989 this week. When she announced it, it was like all into this numerology and everything else. She knows, man. She knows. So what is Taylor Swift the queen of? Reading the room. Knowing how to get, get the attention. Knowing how to... Further her pop stardom, she doesn't need to perform the Super Bowl to get the attention. All she has to do is show up. So, shout out to Usher. I love Usher, man. He's supposed to be the Super Bowl halftime entertainer. From the jump, they announce it. Oh, Usher is going to be the halftime entertainment. Cool. And I've mentioned this before. It's worth repeating. I know this business. The Super Bowl halftime entertainment gets announced morning shows fm morning shows sports talk shows they all go through the oh yeah is this good is it bad is it this what's your favorite usher song what do you think he's gonna play blah 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 blah, blah. what did we talk about that monday taylor swift taylor swift and travis kelsey finally had their relationship out in the wild now she's gonna show up to the freaking super bowl to watch her boyfriend play chiefs will not be there yes they will and Usher will not be discussed whatsoever. We're all just going to get the cutaways to Taylor Swift and how many cutaways we're going to get. There's going to be a prop bet, by the way. Yeah, How many times is Taylor Swift going to be shown in the box watching this game? I'm telling you. It's going to be tough to bet on it when she's not there and the Chiefs aren't there. Who's going to get out of the AFC? I just told you. Not the Dolphins. I'd I'd rather, if you had futures for me, I would buy futures (laughs) on the Ravens more so than I would the Dolphins at this point. I like it. Okay, I like it. But I'm counting right now. We're getting a rematch. You heard it here first, folks. And if you don't believe me, just go listen to some Taylor Swift songs and think about numbers, where's the moon phase going to be, all that stuff, it's going to happen. Book it. Big thanks to Breeze Through. For sponsoring Ovia's and we got a text from Adam over at Breeze Through. They got some cool things going on right now. I have to actually pull this text up yeah. to uh, to give this uh, the full on. Okay, so here's the thing. You all know that they got at the arena location of Breeze Through. They're on Trinity and Edwards Mill. They've got a, a howler station. They got these plastic bottles, and they got a great a great beer selection. I think right now what they have on tap, they've got Trophy Wife from our friends over at Trophy. They've got Vicious Fishes, the Octopills. You'd love the Octopills. Vicious Fishes has locations across the triangle. It is amazing beer-flavored beer, man. Mm -hmm. They also have the R&D Riviera, which they've put the Wolfpack on. Mm -hmm. they got the Mother Earth. they got Circe as well, which is the seltzer. And Adam's right. Put the Circe over ice. It's money. Big fan of that one. So here's what they want you to do over at Breeze Through at that location. They have a local artist, Ellie Smith, who has uh, put on their windows at the arena store a special mural for the homecoming game. We're talking, you know, beat Clemson, Halloween, all that fun stuff. So they are giving Breeze Through patrons a chance to win a membership to the Breeze Through Freeze c- crew and Olympia ride for an upcoming game. Four tickets are included. Ooh. So if you want to be a part of the Breeze Through Freeze crew and get that Olympia ride and the four tickets to go with it. Here's what you need to do. Go by the arena store, pick up a fresh breeze through howler, get one of those craft beers that I mentioned, take a picture in front of the mural and post it on Instagram with the hashtag how at the moon. So you got to use that hashtag and tag breeze through NC in order to win this on the social medias. It's some right. tickets and you get the and a ride on the and crew. A ride. So they're going to pick the winner next Sunday uh, so go check that out. Big thanks to our friends over at Breeze Through. And a big thanks to our friends over at Butcher's Market. They uh, Kenneth was our guest on the 919 Vice Podcast this past Making it work. Loved it. One reminder about Butcher's Market. We can talk about the meats all day. Sure. But if you're entertaining, they have great appetizers. I had not had their Ooh. grape leaves in a while. Okay. Delicious. They had this buffalo dip they had not had before with the chips. Yeah, you're making me hungry. Yeah, I mean, I know. It's only 946. I'm already hungry, too. So all of that is available at the butcher's market, along with all the other things that you might need. They got the steak of the month as well, which is always money. So big thanks to butcher's market for sponsoring Ovia's and Gillio, And of course, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority for sponsoring Ovia's and Gillio. Check them out, bugsbite.com. It's finally getting to the colder parts of the year. You might not have mosquito treatments that you're worried about, but pest treatments, moisture barriers, all that fun stuff. Best authority can handle that for you. Check them out at BugsBite.com, Joe. The OG, OG, All kinds of coupons, all kinds of savings. It's BugsBite.com. So hold up. You had to go to Camping World to scout <laughs> Marvin Austin? <laughs> so stock, so what, what, year <laughs> what year is this? What year is this? Refresh my memory uh, on this, man. So... I don't remember this. The <laughs> year he got suspended. That was what, oh nine. 10, right? Was it 9, 10? Yeah, I guess it was 10. Yeah. 10 because he didn't play. Yeah. He ended up playing in some all star game in Orlando mm-hmm. where he was like legitimately the only NFL prospect at the camp because all of them went to Mobile, but he wasn't invited to Mobile. That's so. Right. It was in Orlando. That's and it was, right. like, it was, I just remember staying in that terrible hotel. <laughs> and I just remember being like, where i forgot what was hot at the time but it was like oh you should go to and i'm like oh okay i am in. it's downtown orlando right basically yeah, yeah. so i don't know anything pretty about it. Much. like isn't, isn't, isn't disney like pretty far from there yeah disney is not nearby okay it is not nearby. maybe it was like when the star wars stuff had come out or something like that no no that was well before that okay that was well before that whatever it was people I, were, people are like you should go do this and i'm like I don't think I'm anywhere near that. <laughs> no, I had never. Honestly, I had never been to Camping World Stadium, the old Citrus Bowl. My my brother kept getting on me about that. It's like it's not the Citrus Bowl. It's not. It's not called that. It's Camping World. I'm like, whatever, <laughs> man. It's still the Citrus Bowl. Uh, in fact, they still do like the cheese at Citrus Bowl. So I was there for Bands of America. It's this big marching band competition. I think it's the Pop Tart. <laughs> what they changed the name? No, already. there's two bowls there. <laughs> oh, okay. There's the Pop Tart, and I did, and and they have the affiliation. Did a little scouting <laughs> okay, actually because I pulled it up on the. If you're watching on YouTube, I took a picture Thursday, December 28th at 545. It's an ACC Big 12 matchup at the Pop-Tarts Ooh, Bowl. Get ready. Get pumped. Now, here's my quick assessment of Camping World State. It lacks the charm of the Orange Bowl, that dump that smelled like urine. But it was, like a, it was a lovable dump. Okay. All right? it, was, it was our dump. It wasn't in a great part of town. You know, mm-hmm. it was not in a great part of Miami. But it, there was like clearly there's history there. You know, my dad even has uh, for some reason he's got a bathroom floor great. I remember I sent it to mm-hmm. our guy Mike Archer. Mm-hmm. He's like, your dad's nuts. Mm-hmm. The camp camping world stadium does not have that charm, man. Just just it just lacks a particular lovable dump charm in a not so great part of downtown Orlando. So th- that was my initial takeaway from the stadium. If you're gonna have a band competition. <laughs> You're going to need more than just one concessionaire open. They had one concessionaire open, dude. So, and if you got bands that can run anywhere from 70 yeah. to 200 kids, and they have dinner breaks or snack breaks, and I just need a bottle of water, y'all. You, Come on now. We got to run through that line. Yeah. We got to run through that line. Number two, is it too much to ask for beer sales at a marching band competition? Or potentially, am I asking for too much because there's so many high schoolers there? The last thing you want to do is accidentally serve somebody with a fake ID. I could see there being no alcohol at the high school event. Yeah. Yes. But okay. one concession, that's negligible. Well, essentially just have one concession. Yeah. Right. So Especially was, irony alert. Mm-hmm. Don't high school bands across the country sell stuff? At halftime do. of stadiums like across yeah. the country. That's how they at raise money. all times to raise money. That's, that's how they raise money, man. Especially in Wake <laughs> County. It's not like Wake County's got a bunch of cash to give to the marching I, bands, right? That's so, why there was no one there to work the halftime. Probably not. <laughs> because everybody was busy in the marching <laughs> why band. Why don't they make the whole plane out of the black box? <laughs> <laughs> so as far as the actual competition itself. Yeah. Shout out to Broken Arrow. Oklahoma? Yeah. Okay. Just outside of Tulsa. Yeah. They crushed it because they don't need any of the Broadway stuff. And the reason why they don't need any Broadway stuff is because they have like 300 kids on the field. They don't have room to bring out Broadway stuff. Theatrics. Yeah. No theatrics. Just here's a marching band. We're going to overpower you with our sound and our choreography, you know, going up and down the field and everything else, and they crushed it. So it's not a shock that they ended up winning. Even me, who doesn't know shit about shit about marching bands, went, oh, yeah, they're freaking amazing. Okay. Like torque bars. <laughs> yeah, torque bars. So shout out to them. And shout out to Enlow. Enlow, and it's funny, uh, my kids' marching band had a lot thrown at them ahead of this uh, competition in terms of learning their show and things like sure. that. And they did a really, really great job, a really great job. So it was cool to see Caleb in that environment uh, do the marching band stuff. But all this is a setup in that I'm proud of my son. Proud of my son, Caleb. Because my brother came out to this event. And um, my brother makes some comment about like, yeah, this reminds me a lot of these robotics competitions that I used to go to as a kid. He went to Southeast. Mm -hmm. And he was part of the RoboDogs back in the day, right? So Caleb was 15. After the show, we come up and, you know, David says something to him and he goes, yeah, I figured this is payback for all those robotics competitions that I had to sit through. And my brother was taken aback like, whoa, like, why am I like, whoa, like, well, hold on. He's like, you remember those? He's like, yeah, I just sit through and like watch Frisbees go through a whatever from a from a robot. And I looked over at Caleb. I was like, oh, I got the single tear. I'm like, oh, look at you. <laughs> Look at you roasting my brother. Look at you roasting your uncle. uncle. Coming in hot. Love that. Love that for you. And apparently he's also my son because they went to Universal on Friday. Mm-hmm. And he admitted, he's like, yeah, dad, I'm kind of turning into you, man. I was like, oh, really? Are we having a cats in the cradle moment? <laughs> cats in the cradle, Joey. I'm like, why would you say that? He's like, well... You know how like when you go into in the theme park mode, where you try to like get to all the places, you know and then you're quick. Like, yeah. let's go. You know, uh, I, X, Y, Z. New York City, obvious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. You yeah. see me. You know exact. You know the exact mode I'm talking about. Yes. He goes. Yeah, that happened to me. I'm like, oh. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was getting frustrated with my group because like we gotta get to this roller coaster now. You know, like with the wait times. And they didn't know where they were going. Uh, and I'm just like, I'm going the quickest amateurs. way. I'm like, yeah, man. He's like, yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you're a grizzled theme park veteran. And then my other thought too, cause I went to, um, went to Hollywood studios on Friday and then I had some time to kill. Cause my flight got delayed on Sunday. So went to the magic kingdom real quick mm-hmm. uh, with my brother. Cause he's, My sister-in-law works for Disney, so we got in on the spouse pass. Well, he has to say he has the season pass, Well, he has the annual pass. Annual. But then there's a spouse pass that's even, like, more ridiculous, where you just have to flash it and you get in. Yeah, I basically only know your brother through Facebook, and every time I see him on Facebook, he's doing something amazing. He's always... I'm I'm just being serious. Don't get there's a bunch of stuff where I'm like, David's on it, man. Don't get me started. (laughs) Like he was telling me about the Sunday Scaries when he was driving to the airport. I'm like, dude, you just went to Tahiti for your honeymoon, yeah, and you just got back from Iceland for a wedding. I'm telling you, he's been 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 on a a run, run, man. he has been on a run. You should be refreshed (laughs) and ready to go. He's like, I don't know, man. I don't know. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, he's he's definitely been on it, right? So. As we were going through some of these rides, I hadn't done the Tron ride yet. The this just, is at Universal. Magic Kingdom. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, so I went on the Tron ride at Magic Kingdom. Tron. Uh, sh- sh- doesn't seem sh- like something that would be my Shout out Shout out to Emily who got us on the boarding group because it's a virtual queue now. You have to like log in and get this virtual group. You don't just stand in line. I would not do well there, yeah. You would not. No. And I thought of you <laughs> as, uh, as I was watching people for load multiple. up. <laughs> for multiple reasons. I, I thought of you as... <laughs> People were loading up to ride Tron. And the way, have you ever seen the movie? Yes. You're familiar with the light cycles. Yes. And the way it works is, you know, it's like a motorcycle. You sit down, you lean in, right? So the ride is set up in that you get on, you have to get on your knees to activate this restraint system. So you sit on the bike, knees down, (laughs) stretch out to pull this bar, and then this back thing collapses on you to lock you in. So you're essentially, if you're watching on YouTube, you're like stuck, right? Ass out, back straight. It's not the most comfortable spot. No. And as I <laughs> sat there, I looked over at my brother, and he can confirm this. I'm like, Jillio would die on those ride. <laughs> yes, I would. <laughs> and you want me to go on them. <laughs> I thought to myself, God, how much of that whatever icy hot roll on would you, you'd have to uh, bathe, bathe it. Yeah. You'd have to bathe no, in it. Man, no chance, man. And I was just thinking about it from the back perspective and your neck perspective. I also forgot about the high blood pressure part of it. Mm-hmm. So the way this ride works, <laughs> it's not the slow lead up. You know, most roller coasters, you go up, you know, tugga, 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 right. And then they drop you. Everybody has a, uh, know, there's, a there's a jerk involved? No, they launch your ass. Oh, okay. So <laughs> you, you know, you get into the little chamber and like, all right, you're about to enter the game grid and you know, all the sound effects, the Daft Punk soundtracks going. And then they just go, all right, go time. Boom! And out you go. And like the force on your neck, and I'm thinking, oh yeah, Gilio's blood pressure. You might have died on the ride. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. In play. Death. In play. That's legitimately in play. Yes. So when's the last so when's the last time you were on a roller coaster? Um, Maybe when I was a kid, like in seventh grade, I went to Disney World. Yeah. I went to Space Mountain. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Space Mountain was the last time you did it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Now, actually, Tron is not the ride you'd, you'd die on. I know the ride you'd die on. But what you just described did not sound like a pleasant nah, experience. It's the, it's the VelociCoaster at Universal. Have I told yes, you about I, would, the- I, mean, I wouldn't even go on these things. Have though. I told you about the VelociCoaster? No. Okay, so the VelociCoaster is at Universal. <laughs> and I am not one to curse on rides. Okay, Like, I'll go, woo, you know, whatever. I have a good time. Like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever i've never gone like
1: oh shit
0: you know anything like that it's only happened once and it happened on the velocicoaster first time i ever rode that they purposely make it seem as though you are going to come out of the chair oh no so they strap you in you're pretty strapped in there but there's enough wiggle room so that when they do some of these inversions, it feels like you're about to leave the chair. Oh, no, no. Your ass comes up off the seat. Mm-mm. All right. Nope. So the, f- the first instance was they fake you out. It, they make you feel like you're going to go to the right. But then they all of a sudden jerk you to the left and you come out of your seat as though it's going to launch you out. And that was the first instance I dropped an expletive. No, sir. All right. No, sir. No, sir. <laughs> and then there is this thing called a top hat right no 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 No. so with the top (laughs) hat you go all the way up all the way up to its highest point and then they flip you around then drop you straight down Mm -mm. i have never experienced this riding a roller coaster before Mm -mm. where they launch you up you see nothing but sky and then during the flip you're so disoriented you don't know where you are and then when you get your bearings again you're looking straight at water straight at water no And that's when I dropped another expletive. Nope. Okay. No, sir. And when I got off that ride, I immediately said to Kelly and the kids, I want to do that again. Now that I know what to expect, I want to do that again to to, truly appreciate this. But here's the part that would really get you. (laughs) I'm already gone. On the Jurassic Park. (laughs) And my brother told me of this instance. I've never seen it, but apparently it happens because they also do the thing where they launch you. It's It's like a Hot Wheels track. Yeah. With the little foam rollers that launch the Hot Wheel car, right? So before you get to the top hat, they launch you out of one of those foam roller type Hot Wheels things. But sometimes the cars are too heavy. So you get to the top. No, and you go all the way back. And it doesn't go over. It drops you backwards. And then they launch you again. So yeah, no. Back to our Chiefs Eagles bet. No, no, we're no, gonna, no. We're gonna get into the OG mobile. Oh, okay. wait, wait, are you saying there's an OG mobile? So we're gonna get an OG mobile, we're gonna road trip this summer, and <laughs> I'm gonna get you on some of these roller coasters. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here on some Hey questions. I'm already out. No, no, You've no. already killed me. No, you're not. Uh, big thanks to Anthony over at Oakwood Pizza Box for sponsoring. Hey, Joe, if you got any questions for us, hit us up on social media. Hit us up in the YouTube uh, comment section, which real quick, y'all, you know what the lamest thing you could possibly do in a YouTube comment section? What? Is go look at a video from last week, like the instance of North Carolina being the most complete team, where it's time to have a serious conversation about North Carolina in the college football playoff. Going to the comment section and going, this aged poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Clever. Freezing cold takes. Clever. Oh, oh, oh. The only thing missing was an ovaries reference. Oh, that would, you know what? Touch them all. Touch them all. Like, y'all, come up with some new material. Anyway, let's uh, get to some Hey Joe questions. Sally, ah, this is from Crimson King. Me, every time I heard Jillio say it's right there for them, referring to North Carolina on the pod. And it's uh it's a cow out in the ocean staring blankly. Just I mean, don't do this, man. It was there for them. I don't mean, do this, man. Does it change what happened. Don't do this. I think they that's, were. I believe that was pretty much every UNC fan in that regard. Uh, from Dave. Okay. No, go ahead. What? When it's incumbent upon us to react to what we've seen. Yeah. And try to extrapolate what we think is going to happen. Oh, agree. Totally agree. And I can't sit here and I I get you might, your experience might be all the the shoes going to drop. But Mm -hmm. when you're watching a team and you're in it, you're going, this is what they are. This is what their chance is. And I thought we had done a decent chance of couching it as this is what their chance is. But I agree. This is why they play the games too. From Dave. That was the highlight of NC state fans season watching UNC lose to a one in five UVA team. Unfortunately, right? He might not be wrong. He might not be wrong. I'm pretty sure it's a state fan who was who was thinking this. That's what I'm saying. There's a lot of state fans who were texting me and, and even on Twitter and then getting at me on Twitter like, oh, you see what happened? You said they were going to go. I, no, I just said, man, this is... They well, were, I was, they, they were awake. The sleeping giant was awake. From Johnny, it's you and Julio's fault. I figured as soon as you all mentioned they had a path to the CFP, <laughs> it was gagging time. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot take credit <laughs> for that. No. Uh-uh. No, I refuse. <laughs> you refuse to take credit for it. No, no I refuse because of that's the way fine. Virginia played again. I there was nothing fluky about that football I game. Agree. I agree. Anyway, there was wrap- nothing predictable about it either, by the way, that's going to wrap it up for today's edition. We will see you all Tuesday. Mm-hmm.